Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, a Toyota GR Yaris special edition. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. A GR Yaris. Oh no, Alan. Did you? I what know, did you? What I did know. the Grim do? Did you? I take it the Grim never saw any of this. Didn't get jealous. Well, it did actually. It decided. <laughs> 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 it decided it was out of MOT. Yay! Yes, well planned out. Okay, so so you're coming now to the car that I don't think there is a motoring journalist hasn't written about. Well, yes. Uh, yes. Including us, by mm, the way. Yeah, we yeah. have, of course. You know, I was at launch, which was yep. a special edition. Then did some other stuff. You got a chance to get to know it better this time mm-hmm. because we will put a link in the show notes to the launch one because your conclusion may may have surprised a few people. Yeah, and it is definitely worth a listen, and the reasoning behind it as well is it was it's all justifiable. Don't worry, it's not yeah. just doing it for the sake of it. We're not those sort of people. I think at that I think at that point I would have been lynched uh, had had it not been justified, or people would have wondered just what I was smoking, drinking, whatever. <laughs> so yes, the challenge with the GIRS, of course, uh, is that everybody has said, filmed, written, skidded around everything to do with it, gone out and bought. Everything to do with the GIRS. Everybody knows all about it. The only tack I can make... The unique way that we're going to approach this... Sorry, the unique way that we're going to approach this, because nobody else can, is to compare it with my Yaris GRMN, and maybe to talk a little bit more about just what my thoughts on the GIRS are and, and why they're that way. Okay, I think that's fair, and I think a lot of people want to hear that. Good. Well, I do. If yes. no one else well, it, does, it, I do. So stuff everyone it, it, else. <laughs> yeah, because it, it is a it is a curious one. Because everybody knows there are the fundamental differences. Let's just let's just hit those straight up. The Garris GRMN. I've got to keep getting this the right way around because so many people just mess it up, and it annoys me because I'm a pedantic sod. <laughs> is that you know one is the Yaris GRMN and the other is the GR Yaris, and that's the way that the naming goes. Everyone, mm-hmm. GR4, which is a badge on the back of the GR Yaris, is talking about its transmission system, so it is not part of the name. Okay, the Toyota GR4 does not exist. Internet, <laughs> get it right. <laughs> uh, but, well, the thing is, people say that because they don't want to say Yaris. All oh, right, okay. Because I don't know, they've got a problem. Snooker cue stuck where the sun doesn't shine or something. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. But you know, Yaris fanboy here. So anyway, one of them, the GRMN, is a very heavily modded version of a B-segment hatch mm-hmm. platform that's been around for about a decade. The other one is a vehicle specifically built to win the WRC before the regulations changed, based on a completely custom or yes, based on a completely custom platform and drivetrain. Right from the start, there are some fundamental differences about just how these vehicles were developed. In essence, the Grim mm. has had stuff shoehorned into it and onto it. Oh, very much so, yes. And the GR Yaris has been allowed to be designed from the ground up with the specific idea of it doing what it does. Yeah, let's start from the outset. Let, let, let's try and be a little bit traditional motoring podcast about this. And let's start from the outside because that's kind of well, the first first things first. Size-wise, if you ever see the two beside each other, then there is a massive difference in size. The GR Yaris is significantly larger in both width and length than the GRMN is. 
And it's not a lot lower either, Mm -hmm. despite essentially being a coupe. They also, because of the flexible production system in Japan, they could do kind of, to an extent, whatever they wanted within reason. They weren't limited by an existing uh, by an existing uh, production line. Okay, it could be the dimensions that it had to be to to be a WRC car, mm-hmm. so that it could be homologated over the twenty five thousand units. And yes, they built the twenty five thousand units. They crossed that mark. I think it was last month. There was an announcement saying that twenty five thousand GI Yaris had been built. Okay, over eleven thousand of which were sold in Europe. Just to give you, I don't know, give you some nerd facts. That's why you're listening. There was far more freedom and far more, you know, to get the, the aerodynamics right, to get the, the shape, to get everything that you needed to make this rally car and mm. to optimize this rally car and to basically make a coupe. Cause that's what it is. It, yeah. it is a coupe. And despite the Yaris badge on the back, it is, it is a coupe. It's based partly on Yaris bits, partly on Corolla bits. And that's what gives it its width and stuff. GRMN, different story. GRMN had to be built on the existing Yaris uh, line at Valenciennes in France. You may remember me saying in the past that it's actually the first Yaris derivative which has ever been built in France and then exported to Japan. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's a Vitz there, which is, as we all know, is a fake Yaris and doesn't actually count as a proper Yaris. <laughs> And looking at what they crammed in it, they, they used people with very nimble fingers. <laughs> well, they did. One of the reasons why the GRMN doesn't have, uh, for example, arch extensions or anything like that is because if it had arch extensions, it wouldn't have fitted down the production line. It should have built that in a tent then. You'd have all the freedom in the world. I know. You could just slap bits together. So, so for example, the, the whole powertrain module, the supercharged 1.8-litre four-cylinder power plant, the Torsen Limited Slip Diff, and all this stuff, it all goes up into a GRMN in one go. Mm-hmm. And it had to fit on all the existing rigs. By the way, to fit in, there's about two fingers on each of the four sides of it, and it has to be lifted six feet in the air. It just goes up. That's two fingers width and... Two fingers width, right the way around. Gap, sorry. Gap, yeah. With those parts, sorry, I'm going to slightly derail you here, but on those parts, were they taking existing Toyota parts or did they have to create bespoke for the Grim? Okay, we've got a bit off the exterior here. Sorry, but you brought it up. So it's something I keep meaning to ask you. I did kind of bring it up. It's a bit of both, really. Okay. Uh, generally, if it's, it's expensive to replace, then it was a custom part. If it was not expensive to replace, then it's a standard Toyota part. The GRMN is far more of a, a part spin special. Okay. So obviously the engine and everything, all that powertrain, uh, it's all built in the UK, at Bridge End, and it's the same power unit has been used by Lotus for many years. Okay. Right. It's existing Toyota engine. And- to try and bring us back on on topic... <laughs> Yeah, the GRM GRMN had to fit down the production line in France. Mm-hmm. There was yes. no ifs or buts, and that's nope. what that added to the constraints that were already to deal with Absolutely. the platform anyway. Yeah. However, with the GR Yaris, that's not the case. No, it's completely pod based, flexible system in in Japan. The idea being that it can be used to create many sort of limited production models. Possibly even many at once if you wanted to do that. Okay. Super clever stuff. Super clever stuff. Anyway, so that's some of the constraints around the exterior. Uh, obviously, for the GR Yaris, they just weren't the same ones. It had to look a bit like a Yaris, I guess. Had to fit within the regulations for WRC at the time. But that was it, really. To be fair to the look of the GR Yaris, it does, I mean, it obviously looks close enough. 
to hmm. a Yaris. But the normal Yaris has got quite an aggressive stance, I think, with the, the, with the rear does. wheel arches and there's this sort of bit of bulging here and there. Yeah, it does. And you can take, so the current generation, yeah, yeah absolutely. You you sometimes can take, can do a double take mm. to just check out which one, which one it is. Yes. Um, once you realize the difference, you realize that the GR is significantly bigger, mm. but uh, certainly wider, wider at the back. But yeah, yeah. The, so the existing, the existing Yaris does have a, a, have a, a fair old stance to it as it is, you know, the, the current Mark Four, yeah. essentially. Yeah. yeah. Interior-wise, it's kind of funny because both are just are mostly just a Yaris inside. <laughs> um, I did see someone earlier on with the GI Yaris who bought, you know, and said, I'm going to buy one of these things, and then complain, and they went, "Well, you know, the dashboard's not very good quality." And it's like, uh, uh, it's essentially B-segment hatch. What do you expect? It's not a 911 that you've just stepped out of and bought this instead. So most of the interior basically are the vehicle they're based on. Okay. There's an extra knob for the different diff modes in the GR Yaris. But other than that, and the fact it's got dials instead of a screen, then the, the GR Yaris actually sitting in it is a Yaris. I mean, right, right down in that case to the steering wheel. You know, the steering wheel is the same, is more or less, give or take a couple of bonus buttons and some nice stitching, the one you're getting an eye go. Mm. Don't tell anyone that. <laughs> But it's the one you get in standard Yaris. It's the one that you get in the Yaigo Cross. Uh, it, it, it's 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 a common steering wheel. The, the seats in the GR Yaris, they're, they're nice. They're good. They are very, very similar to the Toyota Corolla seats. Okay. If you go for an XL spec Toyota Corolla, you get almost the same seats. Give or take some fancy stitching and a bit of chain, a bit more bolstering. Mm-hmm. But the the seats and stuff, that kind of thing, the GR Yaris is actually far more common uh, across multiple Toyota than than perhaps in, in the GRMN. GRMN, you've got custom Toyota Mushoku seats, which are frankly pathetic when it comes to access to the rear seats, which suits me down to the ground, to be honest. It doesn't bother me at all. Uh, actually, once you're in the rear seats in the GRMN, you've got loads of room. In the GR, that's not the case. It's a little bit awkward to get in, and then they're, they're really sort of like, hmm, there's some seats. Maybe you can put some children with no legs in them. Holding shopping. <laughs> so here's some shopping. Well, yeah, that's it, kind of. From that point of view, the interiors in both of them are very similar to what they're, they're based off, obviously. In a kind of funny way, the GRMN is a little bit more special because you do get that that little... You, you know that they've gone to the bother for just 400 units mm-hmm. of making those separate little animations so that whenever you've got the door open animation, it's not just... A normal Yaris, yeah, a normal yeah. three-door Yaris, it is actually colored like a GRMN. So for once, the little icons actually match up with the color of the car outside. But I suppose whenever you offer the car, you only offer the car in one color scheme, then um, then it's it's quite easy to do that, really. Yeah, because the exterior of the uh, GRMN, it's not overly flamboyant in its... Apart from the great big ruddy stickers down the side. Yeah, but you get them on an iGo. Which you love me pointing out. <laughs> okay, so we're finishing this podcast here. I mean, we're finishing all of this podcast here. Uh, you can and and people, you know, the, the the choice when ordering the GRMN was, do you want the stickers or not? And some people have bought them and then taken the stickers off, which perfectly, to be honest, if you want genuine stickers from Toyota, by the way, six hundred euros for those for the vinyl set. Not that I looked at any point. <laughs> I don't know why you do that because then. It's it's hard enough to get people to realise that Unless actually you want the actually actually sleeper. this isn't your granny in a hybrid, and could you you see your diesel BMW? Could you just get out of the way, please? It's hard enough without the stickers. I don't know why you do that. 
The other big change on the outside, sorry, we're jumping back and forth here, it's terrible. You'd think there'd been some planning in this, uh, is, of course, that the GRMN has has that quite significantly sized back wing, which supposedly does give actual proper downforce. I mean, so does the GR, obviously. It's, it's just engineered from the start to actually do that kind of thing anyway. It just does yeah. it by default. But then, of course, for WRC, you, <laughs> you, you, you stick on a Fokker triplane on the back of it just to make it <laughs> really make sure it's going to stick to the ground. Yes. Uh, wait, wait. So interior, yeah, interior. The interiors are the interiors. Generally, as far as dashboard looks like, then the GR Yaris, it's, it's quite similar to the Yaris Cross. It's quite similar to the, the to the standard Yaris. And you know what? It's none the worse for it. It's a perfectly good thing. And you're not buying the car because it might have some hard plastics. You yeah, know, I was going to say that the, the technology in the engine and the mm. everything else that goes along with it. The interior is not the key point of that car. No, so, no, no. It is as long more as it's comfortable, enough. works, mm. looks decent enough, which it is, and every and, and everything is fine, which I fully know will be. Then there's, I think sometimes us mojos worry about this more than, and have caused others to worry about it more. Funnily than. enough, the people I saw commenting about it were not mojos. Oh, okay, I, I think by that point, mojos don't really care. They're, they're sort of like woo. All right. Well, talking of woo. Uh, I suppose, really, a lot of the thing about these two cars is the driving. Yeah. They are totally and utterly different. Okay. Completely, totally, and utterly different. And the more I drove them on roads that I know, and I actually went out and did sort of did, did the lap in one, then did the lap in the other one, just so it was as back-to-back comparison as it possibly could, because, well, it was an excuse to go out and do the lap twice in two great cars. But yeah, of course, you buy this, you buy a GR Yaris for the driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you buy a GRMN for the driving as well. But it's so different. I, I cannot, I'm trying to work out how I can best stress the differences between the two of these. I guess you could point out that one is developed purely as a rally car. Yeah. The other one was developed on track from a road car. That difference between developed on track, you know, Nürburgring, etc. That N that makes it quite so difficult to pronounce. That Nürburgring bit drove and shaped a lot of the way that the the GRMN drives and behaves. I mean, it was also developed in Norfolk by Lotus as well. Mm-hmm. Again, drives a lot of the way it behaves. So it's it's a very firm ride. It's front wheel drive with that big diff. Can be a little bit squirmy uh, when the roads start to undulate. It's always giving you feedback. Mm-hmm. You know what's happening. There's torque steer. There's all sorts of old school stuff. It's one of those things where it's not uh, it's not necessarily good, but it's a lot of fun. Right. And it's it's the car is talking to you and telling you stuff. Sure, it's electric power steering, but that's about it. Everything else is pretty much manual. There's no fancy there's no fancy mode. You can turn the traction control on or off. I have never turned the ta- traction control off in my car. <laughs> is that because you like your car? Uh, yes. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't want to end up in a ditch. It's it's not big. It's not clever. It is very much that sort of twitchy, you know what you're doing. You know, on the back roads, if you go point to point, you know you're going quickly in the GRMN. And you can see where this is going uh, by the points that I'm emphasizing here. Because when I start talking about the GR Yaris, of course, it's, it's been developed as a rally car. It's been developed to absorb as much of, of the surfaces it's going over as it possibly can. 
point to point, it is quicker than the GRMN. Okay. Not, yeah, it is quicker than the GRMN. Not always by a lot, but it is, it, it probably is quicker. And the thing is that one of the reasons it's quicker is because you don't realize how darn fast you're going. So whereas the, GR, the, the GRMN is twitching and letting you feel what's happening on the road, the GR is just steamrollering it. It's absorbing all those things. It, its four-wheel drive system is is so good that there is no torque steer. Okay. The suspension is absorbing every bump. If you turn the steering wheel, it goes exactly where you point it with the steering wheel. So does the GRMN, but in a very different way. Yeah, yeah. It's pointing it, but you can still feel that there's a little, might be a little bit of pushback. You can feel more what's happening, whereas the GR, to be perfectly honest, you turn the steering wheel, it's just going to go around it. And it's going to go around it at ridiculous speeds. And what worries me about driving the GR was, okay, it's ridiculous speeds, but is it going to be ridiculous speeds? And then all of a sudden, I am going through that hedge at a speed where Northamptonshire Constabulary will be taking quite a lot of interest in just <laughs> how I managed to go so far into that field. Are you saying then that the con- so the concern was that if it let go, if it let go, I was going to be in a lot of trouble. It was going to be at at a speed mm. that was so far beyond what it sh- where where you should have been. Yes, but equally, so is it is there a quite a level of refinement difference between the two? If you're yes. saying that, y- yeah, there is actually yes, yes. So the the, the GR has some. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where it's going. The, the, the GRN, by the way, you, you can sit quite happily at a motorway cruise. You can quite happily cross continent. I mean, you don't have the cruise control that the GR has, and you don't have the adapt, you know, adaptive cruise even. Yeah, you don't have all the other emergency, emergency braking and lane keeping and all that kind of stuff, which obviously, as a new car, the GR has to have. But you have a certain amount of refinement. The GR more so in fact to almost to the stage where it's it's quite so refined that the trouble is that you you do find yourself doing these crazy speeds and you know a a friend of ours had one Hmm. and then sold it and lots of people couldn't understand why he sold it if if he thought it was so good and the the trouble is it's too damn good frankly because you are too likely to be doing a silly silly speed without even realizing because it absorbs it so well yeah well to be fair Br- british roads are more like a rally stage nowadays <laughs> well they are they are they absolutely are. i mean that's one of the reasons why it's so you know i imagine why it's so sold so well in the uk is just because it's a flipping good car from getting from point to point on such awful roads because you just don't notice how awful the roads are anymore yeah which is awesome that's really impressive in itself yeah, a performance car that isn't all about a hard suspension. Wow, absolutely not, absolutely not. This oh, may it's take a rally off car. It's, it's a way, in the way that in the way that Subarus and, and Mitsubishi's used to be. Yeah, and it sounds like that Alpine is as well. Yeah, the, the, the various the, the Hyundai N models, for example, which are about the best I can think of as a, as a comparison these days. But possibly, you know, the the you know some of the, the small Fords as well and the STs. Then they're all they're much harder. I think one of the things about the GIRS is actually the, the the suspension tuning, which means that it is a it is a, a very compliant ride, but it doesn't roll in the corners either. Okay, that's a neat trick. Which again, <laughs> another problem. It's not rolling in the corners. It's uh, not the GRMN does because it's so f- flipping solid. Yeah. 
On the other hand, if it came down to driving my mum around for a week and I had the choice of the GRMN or the GR, I would actually choose the GR. Yeah. Because it's only when you have some a passenger in the car with you that you realise just how flipping hard the ride can be in the GRMN. Yeah, yeah. Especially in rural France. That's great fun. <laughs> you hear my dentist rubbing his fingers and choosing, specking his next Maserati as I drive along. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tech-wise, then? No, there isn't any. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Other than the four-wheel drive system, which I'm not going to go into the nerdism of, I think we went through all of that in the uh, for the launch review. It's just clever, and you can adjust what the balances are and things. Yeah. I'm not a driving god. Generally left it in road. Mm-hmm. Didn't really. On the road, trying to be sane and sensible, it didn't make any difference to me. So Okay. You, you felt no urge. I felt no urge. I'm sorry. That possibly makes me a very bad reviewer. But uh, on the other hand, I'm still alive. Yes. And you still have your license. <laughs> and I still have my driving license. So those are quite important for just generally being as opposed to just reviewing. All right. Well, that brings us to the verdict then. So we the whole purpose of this is to compare your Grim against the GR Yaris. Yes. What's the question, Andrew? Come on. What's the comparison? What do, What do you... What is your decision now you've had a week, and why? I'd still have the GRMN. Is it for the same reasons, or have some of those reasons been tweaked? Uh, it's mostly the same reasons. Actually, a lot of having the GR for a week um, emphasized and sort of and supported my feeling. I felt much better. I felt a bit guilty after the launch review because I seemed to be saying something a bit different from everyone else. That's not guilty. That is good, though. Because I suffer from terrible imposter syndrome, I wondered what I was doing wrong. And I don't think I was doing anything wrong. I think it does come down to personal preference. Yeah, absolutely. I, of the two, still faced with the choice, I'd still have the GRMN. It is not the better car. Let's be completely clear. Okay. It is not the better car, but it is the car that suits me better. Right. I also, well, there's a couple of things, one of which is the image. Sorry. What, you mean you mean you wanted to uh, wrap yours in metallic purple or something? And you just no, actually, do you week. know what? If I had a GR, then it probably would get wrapped, but it would get wrapped in dark green. Okay. Because I think it looks really good in that color, and I just like dark green cars anyway. So no, the, 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 there were a number of fluencers who, of course, bought them, and and then I instantly, as an ex-fluencer, just immediately recoil in horror from from the thought of owning the same, the the, the same vehicle as, as as some of the people who 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 own them. Yeah, just because I'm I'm not that way. It's like mm, no, people might start thinking I think that's a good way to be. Uh, that and the fact that, and part of that is is the other reason there are only four hundred. In fact, there's a couple fewer now, and that's special to me. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's still special, the fact that mine is number 168 of 400. You do like a left-field exclusive choice. Yes, I do. Yes, Anyone I do. who's listened to us for any length of time will know that. And that's uh, that's brilliant. And so, you know, once you start seeing GRs all over the place, you know, you turn up to a track day and there are four. You turn up to something else and there's like six. And it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, look. The club have turned up. <laughs> I'm quite happy to an extent, despite my the, the ribbing that that you give me about it. I, me? I am quite yes, you. That was quite a squeak, by the way. I hope you're going to leave that in. <laughs> then you know, I, to, to an extent, it appeals that it looks a bit like an Iger, mm-hmm. uh, that that they could get similar stickers on an Iger. 
I've seen one other on the road outside of any sort of grouping where you would expect to see a, a Fugio. I've only ever seen one in a dealer's forecourt. Yeah, I, I saw ago. one on the road. I've never but seen I've not, one on the dealer's I've not passed forecourt. One. I've not passed yeah. one. No, they're, they're more likely to be passing you, to be perfectly honest. So that's it. Basically, I'm entrenched in, in my position here. The GR Yaris is a really, really good car. I understand why everybody had trouser accidents over it whenever it came out. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it a lot. If I, But I prefer what I already have. It was not a hardship to have that for a week. No, I mean, I had ultimate Yaris driveway that week. I mean, you'll notice I've missed out Johnny Yaris from this because no. if you want to take the most back, poop aspects from both tie them together and then distill them a bit then you've got johnny yaris which is ju- he just doesn't count frankly i was laughing when you were saying that the the grim had a, a very firm ride and i was sort of thinking yeah not the only one in your driveway <laughs> uh no no johnny yaris is, is, is actually worse better than was but yeah it's actually worse but <laughs> that's a different story he's never meant to be an, a daily driver so right well i think that's quite a fair a fair review. I'm glad. I think it's always interesting for people to hear a slightly alternative take on things. And to be fair, you're one of the very few who can make the review and the comparison that you have. Hmm. Uh, just as an aside, by the way, very few people, lots of people with, uh, many people at GR Men's went and tried to GR when it came out and came to a similar conclusion to me. A couple of people swapped, traded one for the other but very few. And some people actually bought a GR, sold it, and then bought a GRMA. Okay. But I think that shows what a cracking job Toyota did as well Mm -hmm. in the GRMN. Yeah. The engineering and the work they did on it, especially when it was for 400 cars. (laughs) In two years from concept to launch. Unheard of. 400 cars. You're not going to make a profit on that. And you've got all those constraints in there. I mean, what a, yeah. what, to have the ability to do such a a really tight engineering project as that mm. on so many different levels. I mean, we could nerd out about the production side of things. We could nerd oh, out totally about the, the designing side of things. We I've been actively about, trying not to nerd out about all these things as we I know, record this. So, but I think you have given a very fair review of the two. You have said that GR Yaris is a great car. So it's not like you've gone, oh, it's, it's just rubbish. And, and no, 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 it's not for me. It's, it's for the other people. Yeah. Well, I have well, actually you, said you've that. You've done that. <laughs> but, done that. <laughs> but it's not because it's bad. But it's not because it's bad in any way. And it's not been overhyped and it's not been overplugged by any stretch of the imagination. Well, by some stretches of the imagination. Anyway, should we leave it there? Everyone, don't forget that between now and next time, you can give us any feedback. Share your thoughts to the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget to leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. Andrew, if people want to commiserate with you about having to talk to me about two particularly hot Yarises, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you should find me there. And Alan, if people think that somehow you've maybe missed something out in the comparisons, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you personally now? Well, if they don't have access to the GR symbol, which will beam it into the sky and make me go, no, no, you're wrong on the internet, uh, (laughs) then you can use Twitter where I'm at AJP Bradley. That's B-I-A-D-L-E-Y. We will be back before very long. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.